welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. Uh, yeah, so we were just talking about how these these six chapters kind of are like a, a little bit of an interim, like a lull between some big action pieces. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of key information, but also there's a lot of like I don't know what the term is in knitting, but all the things where like you got the legs and the arms and the th- <laughs> you're finally sewing them all up. I yeah. don't know how to knit. I yeah. can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, the sweater <laughs> is starting to take shape. There yeah. we go. I was imagining more of like a horrifying onesie for an octopus, but like, yeah. I didn't hate these chapters, but I also didn't like them either. I really enjoyed them, and I think it's because like nobody was being shitty to each other. I, I guess, yeah, it's kind of nice. I see your point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Like I said before, we started the recording. Like we're really getting into the hugging it out portion of this book, where like. Shaloran's therapist ways are trickling down through the layers of people. So, like, Shaloran, like, taught, like, CBT to Galen, who is now <laughs> teaching it to Lyrilin in the Brainscape. That's true. That's true. And and Shaloran's also working hard, but not pushing too hard on Senere. Uh, yep, yep. Good job. Not, not telling her secret for her. Just encouraging her to be honest. We don't out people about their magic. Although she is also like scanning abilities. Hey, we're, we're in a place where secrets are our enemy's greatest weapon. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, it's real frustrating when your allies are fucked up and your enemies are also fucked up, but there's only one of them. Yeah, but he is the avatar of all annihilation. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first time we. Get a hint that Thervishard knows something about Senere's past that he's not telling everybody else. Because he's, you know, he pushes back against Shaloran, like, there's a reason why I'm not pushing this. Yeah, well, and, like, ostensibly because he reads minds, he he definitely probably knows that she's a spell thief. Even if he didn't already know it because he, like, I don't know, figured it out because he's Thervishard. He probably would have figured it out from, like, mind reading. Uh... And like, if, and she also is probably like thinking about you know her past right now since Lauren brought it up. So he, even if he didn't already know, he's definitely like picked it up mm-hmm. probably in the last twenty minutes. But it's too. I constantly to forget that he's a mind reader. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I think most people do, like in mm-hmm. in the book too, because he's not like. And then you had this for breakfast. Yeah, he's very inconspicuous about it. Okay, here's my question that I was thinking about as I read these chapters. What did you think Kalindra was having a panic? Like, what is she panicking about? Because she says, she gives it away that it's a betrayal of some kind. And that's why she doesn't want her memories to keep going in this game. I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. either. <laughs> so I guess, okay, so because I don't remember, what do I think it's going to be? Wait, you don't remember what it actually is? I don't is? remember what no. it actually is. Oh, okay. And I don't remember how, what I thought at the time, so I guess what I thought, what I think now is probably pretty similar. Um, 
Ledger's freaking out. She doesn't want to see what's next. She, I, we know that Javon is the lash at the beginning of the book. So I would be willing to bet that, like, Kalindra does something that causes Javon to be taken by the lash. Yeah, they're on that collision course. And what do you think it is, Sheena? Yeah, Steph, you're going to have to edit out a lot of that dead air right there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it is like amazing. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't remember. And maybe it's because it doesn't either. end up meaning Do you want much? me to say what it is? No, no. Because yeah, if you I remember, yeah, we can well, Steph will have to cut it. Yeah, I think it's something to do with maybe she betrays the Milligrease or something in order to get. She betrays Core in some way, I'll say, just to be different than Steph. Like. Like she betrays a large number of people, kind of on the on the level that Siobhan betrayed the Spurn. Oh, is she uh-huh. the one that like opens up the monastery to attack? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe okay. she yes. sells out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like takes the wards down or something. Yeah, because remember, remember in like the it's like the first chapter, they're in the monastery right. and suddenly the alarms go off. That was, uh, Kalindra. Okay. She makes a deal with the lash, but I don't remember. I the part I don't remember is what the deal was. Maybe she gets grimoire. Yeah, probably. So. Or something like they well, were going to no, give it to her. Only dead people can carry grimoire. Yeah, but like the lash could. They use might not it tell for her. Kalindra. Yeah. Or Kalindra doesn't oh, care yeah. anymore. Like, she just wants to raise At that point, Javon shows up, and she's like, "Mine." But who has it right now? Does Lash still have it while they're in the yeah. in the, the, the House of Always? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the I pieces think... are coming together. We're st- you know, you're, we're getting to this point where you can like see the road kind of curving back to the beginning where where we started. We're like, okay, like Talia is with you know Shaloran, Galen, and Cone now. Like they're all together. So like that POVs, those POVs have collapsed into one. Uh, Kalindra is presumably about to run into Javon, or the Thruple plus Talia are about to run into Javon. So that mm-hmm. those POVs will collapse into one. We've got a bunch of different people now in the brain space, all teaming up. Yeah. So you've got like Galen and, Th- and Talon together, and uh, the other Thruple together. Galen and Talon because they're cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Shaloran and Quone are together in the brain space, like. Okay, follow-up question. You think Kalindra's overreacting a little bit, considering the company that she's... Like, is it just a matter of she's done the most recent betrayal? I mean, there's been a bunch of betrayals in this group, and they've all sort of, like... And they even be like, yeah, we allow... Like, we're... Senere's here. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think Senere even has a moment where, she, where she's like, you know what I've done. Why would I judge you? Yeah. If it's just recency, or is it just... Uh, I think it's also... Okay, so, like, she has spent a good portion of their time there freaking out because her son is unsafe. Because her son is at the monastery and is unsafe. But we just saw her leave her kid with not a stranger, but not really someone she knows, Mm. like, and not check, you know, after the monks tried to kill her. She, like, took their word that they weren't interested in her son didn't check on him and then fucked off to Zarias to deal with like kind of her own personal stuff. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, we are theoretically about to learn that she 
betrays the whole monastery, which again puts her son in danger. So I think like maybe it's she's feeling the hypocrisy of that. And like, well, the others had betrayals. The other the, the betrayals of the others are mostly due to a conviction that they have, whereas like Kalindra ha- it, it is it is more of a like hypocritical betrayal, as especially mm-hmm. considering she's you know spent so much time being like my son, my son, he's unsafe. When he's actually like probably safer now than he was because of some of the actions that she did. Mm-hmm. She's also spent a bit of time here pointing out how others can't be trusted. Yeah, yeah, and like she's about to like, yeah, she's like basically going back on a huge portion of what she's kind of been like preaching for lack of a better word to people this whole time yeah and plus I think the last recording we pointed out that Kalindra more than others is uh the more religious type and now her god's dead yeah She's a complicated character, and I, I like her, and sometimes I don't. <laughs> I feel like you, you've been on the real anti-Kalindra brigade for most of the book, and now, she, now she's starting to grow on you. It, I don't, it's like, I don't like her, but she's a good character. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm. fair, fair. Who would you say your favorite character in this book is? In just this book? Yeah, whether it whether uh, it's the same as in all the books, or if for this book it's different. Well, that's a good question. Honestly, Shorn really came to mind for me. Yeah, that's fair. I really like yeah. Shorn a lot, and she's like she's a great intro, a breath of fresh air amidst the kind of misery of some of the other characters. Like, and that's partly because Shorn, unlike most of these other characters, hasn't had a lot of trauma in her life. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she. I really like the team of Janelle and Terath in this book. Another good choice. I yeah. feel like. Not like not just one of them individually, but them together, sort of like putting Kieran in his place is not the right word, but sort of like snapping him back to reality. Yeah. Especially yeah. because they were not enemies before, but like frenemies, and like you know the the three of them hadn't figured out what their relationship was going to be, mm-hmm. and now that that's more solid, like they are very much yeah they're a team. Yeah. They were very much opposing personalities, but now they figured out their the like reciprocal roles yeah. that they have with each other that fit together well. Yeah, they they have a common purpose, which mm. is smacking Karen upside the head, which is fun. Yeah. She needs sometimes. Yeah. What about you, Christina? Do you have a favorite character? Uh, I think it. Brothers? I think it's Talia. Oh, yeah, that's a good that choice. A good choice. Yeah, because yeah. she's she's really she has had a lot of trauma, but she's still pretty optimistic. Um, which isn't to say that I enjoy optimism. I tend to like as a person tend to be pretty pessimistic. So definitely, the other people being freaked out and upset is rational and like reasonable for the characters i just think it's nice that like everyone is freaking out except talia she's like well here we are in the lighthouse like we, we're not going to change that and everyone's like okay if we do this really complicated thing and we murder several people it's like 
she right. she is an optimist, but she's not like blind to the truth. Right. Yeah, like I think she's seen the horrors of the world and so she knows that they're there and she chooses to look for the good things while still accepting that the terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, plus, plus it's funny when... Have, sorry, if she was too much of an optimist, she might have stayed with Siobhan. Yeah. yeah. It, no, she, she cut her loose as soon as she yeah, saw Yeah, she her. stands up for herself. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, she... She has an understanding of people yeah. that that doesn't allow her to be totally just like happy go lucky. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of um, Talia and the and the what are the, what did I call it last time? The like the second trio. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Meeting up on um, with the pirates. I her reaction to seeing Galen was something I hadn't even considered mm. and I, I, I guess I'd kind of forgotten about it but like she yeah she freaks out like understandably she mm-hmm. freaks out and uh, and I do love that she has this moment of reflection where she's like how did I think I was going to kill Darza I can't even be the same room as his son mm-hmm. and then there's a, there is like a, a little note it's like oh, it's a good thing Kieran doesn't look as much like his dad <laughs> about right. that I have a feeling Galen also, without wanting to, does the same kind of mannerisms as his dad, and he doesn't realize it. Because she freaks out like right after like he like puts his feet on the table and And it just he look. Yeah, it seems like sometimes he acts like Darzan without the you know being a horrible sociopath part. Yeah, totally. It was a good scene, though. It's, um, I don't know. I I kind of don't mind coincidence, especially when the author acknowledges that it's magic coincidence. Yeah. Which, like, okay, sure. Like, yeah. I, I'm on board for, like, eight dragons and <laughs> their magic rocks. So, like, why am I not on board for coincidence? Yeah, like, the, that's fine. The ghost of a dead luck god tweaking the right. odds. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like... Because so often in books, you'll have coincidences like this and just be like, yeah, that's just the natural part of storytelling sometimes to get the plot moving along. Yeah. But Jen Lyons is like, no, I'm going to make it make sense yeah, I, with I the God of Luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm giving, yeah, I'm giving it a mechanic yeah. to for it to work. And it almost feels like poking fun rather than like having to force it to work. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. A respect uh, for the material while still being like, this is how I'm doing this. Right, exactly. Yeah. I actually I do think that that is maybe why I I like Jen Lyons' books so much and where I think like people who like Brandon Sanderson would like Jen Lyons a lot because they're very big on having internal logic to their mm-hmm. magic systems and the rules to their worlds and stuff and like you know, like, I remember when we were talking to Jen, she was saying, like, for her next book, like, uh, like, she spent a long time just, like, learning about, like, geology so that she could get the geology correct in this world that she wanted to build. Because she had a sense of, like, what she wanted, but she needed to make sure that it, like, made sense, like, with physics. Mm-hmm. And so I, I respect that a lot. But it's, yeah. 
what I like about, and sometimes I like about this over a Brandon Sanderson book, is that it's loose enough still to feel like magic yes. when sometimes Brandon Sanderson's magic just feels like different science. Sometimes it, there's a lot of math involved in it's Sanderson. It's too tight sometimes yeah. for me. Yeah, she like has it all on the back end. Whereas, like, Sanderson mm. is like, I did all this physics, but I'm, now I'm going to show you. Yeah. Whereas Jen Lyons is like, I did all this physics, it's here, trust me. I appreciate that Jen Lyons does not show us either the math or the boats. Yes. I love, love that we skipped over Kalindra piloting a boat. <laughs> a plus. We got to Leah She's on like, a boat briefly. She but... wasn't in charge of it. She never said anything about a mizzenmast or great. Love to not hear about missing yep. masks. Yep. <laughs> this podcast notoriously hates <laughs> <Anti> boats. <laughs> no boats. This is an anti-boat podcast. I want to talk about it again. I don't care. I I just it just feels like sometimes authors just Google like as much research they can do about boats mm-hmm. and then feel like I have to insert my new knowledge about boats yes. in the book yes, somehow. Absolutely. And it's like, I don't care. Right. Boats are boring. Yeah. <laughs> this boat has like laser guns on it. It doesn't need to be accurate. It's already not no. accurate. Yeah. It's like if you were like in an action movie and in the middle of like a motorcycle scene, the person the action star hero, right, in the motorcycle starts explaining how motorcycles work <laughs> and I'm like, no. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about boats don't care. parts. Don't need it. Don't care for it. It's a vehicle to get from one place to the other. Give it yeah. a cool front thing that I don't even know <laughs> yeah. When for. someone gets in like a horse-drawn carriage, we don't get an explanation of the carriage. Yeah, I just yeah. need the names of the horses <laughs> yeah, that's and how about. much of a good boy they are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that's it. Do they have fangs? Do the horses have fangs? Yes, no. Great, nope. moving on. Nobody cares about what Bill the Pony was carrying. They like <laughs> Bill the Pony yes, and so Sam's cool. relationship with Bill the Pony. Yes. And that he was sad when he had to say goodbye to Bill the Pony and then happy again when he got to meet Bill the Pony again. <laughs> no one cared about, oh, yeah, Bill the Pony. He had like... A bag with 30 carrots in it. <laughs> 17 and a half hands. Yeah. If you if you grew up liking animals, you got shunted into the horse girls a little bit. So horses measured in hands. Why do I know that? Don't want to. Had to. No help in it. But anyway, after this no massive digression. <laughs> um it's been, it's been good to follow all the threads, and it's been especially good, I think, to follow Kalindra, because she's, she's been freaking out for a long time, but yeah. now we know why. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved her conversation with, uh, oh god, what was his name? Lang, Lang something? The, the one monk, uh, the kind of, the oh, cool, itchy yeah. monk, who is like, <laughs> they're not prophecies, they're histories, and he, like, turns his chair around backwards, and Put yeah. sunglasses on. <laughs> He's like the the one guy that gets her right. Yeah, the one kook. And I I, I, that. Yeah, I love that. Like he has a little conversation with her. He's like, "You must have been awfully troubling in other universes because there's a weird amount about you. Mm-hmm. Do you have a demon husband by any chance?" 
She's like, I don't know, the little alert symbol that appears over video game characters' heads. Yes. So tuck that away for later. Yeah. My favorite part, as someone who's done a lot of like close textual analysis of manuscripts, was the little footnote, thank you, Senere or Thurbishar, being like, it's a good thing that some overambitious scholar didn't correct this lash to like last because absolutely i have been in long protracted paper fights with people about that i uh i did like that yeah somebody like 200 years ago was like no this is definitely an h right somebody else was like no it's a t you idiot (laughs) yeah and then on such emendations does like birth control turn Do you remember what Kalindra's role in the prophecies are that these Devoran monks, some of them, there's like a subsection that want to kill her? I don't know if we've, if it's been made explicit to us yet. No, yeah. And we also know that the dude is right. That the poem isn't about what she's gonna do. It's about what she did. So they're afraid that she's gonna I'm looking for the poem right now. Yeah. Like oh, I think this I think the, the demon husband bit definitely is like part of it. They're probably like, oh, she consorts with demons, you know. She's she's evil. She must be killed. Um I I think yeah, we've been kind of leading up to it. I mean, debatably, like uh and it might be Christina says like they're not wrong because she causes the destruction of the monastery. Maybe that's why she was freaking out so much too. Because she realized yeah, it doesn't that, hurt. Because she realized that she fulfilled the prophecy yeah. that they said she was going to do. Like it's bad enough to know that. Like, your husband's dead, and your country's smoldering, and everything's gone to shit, and your god's also dead, probably. Well, you just don't have any confirmation. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't know yeah, that until way, she leaves the monastery. Right. Yeah. In a way, Kalindra is acting the right way to be acting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's more, maybe it's, it's more like, why aren't you guys freaking out more? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all probably going to die here. I think it's hard when you're managing this many threads. There might have benefited the book and Kalindra's character a little bit more if we had gotten more of her POV sooner. Because I sympathize with her in this situation a lot more where she's kind of like, she's waiting, she doesn't know anything, she's like making plans. And that makes her seem a lot calmer than her scenes in the lighthouse imply. It's like, oh, you're not always like this. You're just really at the end of your rope. Because if I found out I was in a prophecy and I was supposed to do something bad enough that people want to murder me, right. I would like, I'd be having some crisis. Their house. Right. I'm going to be clear. My dislike of Kalindra is basically in part because it is like, um, you know, she comes back in this book and she's mean to all my ca- favorite characters. <laughs> if, she yeah, had, if she had been... In the other two books before this, more, maybe I'd like her more, but she's mean to my favorites, so it's hard for me to like her. <laughs> it's just like a, it's not like a, 
a rational thing. <laughs> it's just don't don't be me- don't be mean to m- m- my my people. <laughs> You're a newcomer. You can't be mean until yeah. at least another book. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or to quote this book back to you, Josh. They're not for her. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. So yeah, the, I, I like the Calendra sections. I like the stuff in the tower. Uh, it's been, there's been a lot of treading water in Volkara's mind. Yeah. Which is what, I think that's my problem these with these chapters. Yeah. yeah. They're like not putting it together. They're not like, I'm glad that they're, I'm glad the Thrupple is together. And I'm glad that they like, I'm glad they're looking for their friends, but like that's what of course they do that. That's yeah. who they are. So. Yeah, it's true. Like Kieran, Janelle, and Terath spend all six chapters looking for Talon and not finding her. Right, exactly. Like yeah. We, got, and we should don't get much of them at all in these chapters. Yeah. They're not learning a ton. Whereas like Cone is able to do way more than Kieran is to like fuck with the mindscape. He's like, well, it's all made up. Like, Cone's already the one. He's already Neo. And <laughs> he shouldn't be. He's, but... he's fat Neo. Because he doesn't believe right. he can be skinny Neo. He's... Yeah. I mean, he's Cone's got, got... He's got his therapist girlfriend issues. with him. Yeah. Because, so. like, they have a moment where she's they like, do. oh, you're attracted to me. Well, this will be fun. Yeah. Can't, can't go the other way. Sorry, bud. I did like that she, like, set the boundaries, like, right away. She was like, we're just going to be friends, and you have to be okay with that. Oh, and then they have the extremely adorable conversation where Quone is, like, uh, talks about, like, his, his like, uh, discussion with Dorna about gender. And, like, he, and how he, like, at one point said, there's like, well, why wouldn't you just stay a man? And then you can you could be with women and it's normal and she and the fact that Dorna just like hit him on the head <laughs> yeah and Shalorin was like I hope she hit you for that and she did. he's like yeah she did yeah. Oh, he's, Dorna's a great character so great. yeah I, I miss the only downside of any book is that it doesn't have enough Dorna in it that's part of the reason Dorna's part of the reason why I was hoping to get another Janelle book mm. Mm. Just because her, like, supporting cast was so great. That's true. And now they're basically not in the books, really, as much. Yeah, we got one. Well, I guess I can't say for next book, but it was really just the one scene with, like, Ninevis and uh, Javon we had earlier. And they don't really get into it. But... I don't know who's who's standing in for Dorna in this. I guess it's kind of Shaloran, but Shaloran's yeah. not as as capital S slut. Like, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> not not in a derogatory way. Just yeah. like, yeah, maybe like Talia, even. Yeah, Talia has got enough of the chaos, and Shaloran's got enough of the wisdom. But they don't. Yeah. I do think Shalorn is lowercase s slut in a good way. Yes, yes, definitely. Oh god, I just remembered. So, like, she was raised with, like, those, like, six fake sisters. 
Do you think she was boning down on her fake sisters? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. I w- I w- I'm just going to go with no. Okay. I don't know. I think it would be weird to want to sleep with someone who might have to die for you. Mm, that's fair. I think that that would be... People in these books have done weirder things. That's true. That is very true. I just think... Or, like, maybe the parents would keep them away from each other. I guess they're basically employees, too, so that's weird. Yeah. Because, like, if the the whole goal is to have doppelgangers of your kid, they can't be in the same place that often. I don't think they're meant to be doppelgangers. They're just meant to be, like, make it look like she wasn't the heir. Ah, yeah. I think we don't have enough information and i don't think we ever get <laughs> no <laughs> yeah because i believe we we discussed it at the time it was like probably like a bit of a one-off retconning yeah that i i suspect that there's not an answer because there there was a mistake yeah. <laughs> which like we already had i don't think that i could keep this many threads together because oh, on the boat where Cone meets up with Talia and he's like, no, 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 don't tell them. They don't know that I'm in league with Frollo's far. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Keeping track of who knows what about oh whom is insane. At what time, too? At what time? <sighs> yeah. Speaking of Shaloran and her growing up, I love that they brought back the fact that Kieran's costume looked like a chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like the test. I was like, oh yeah, that's Kieran. Oh god. Because I remember we talked about that scene yeah. where you know they're getting dressed up, and it was so weird because like it seemed like something Darzan would not allow at all, and I think even Darzan was like, "You look like a chicken. You look very stupid." And the fact that they brought it back is very funny because yeah. like. Shalorin comes back to the books and in this book and we're about like what are we like 50% through the book a little bit more yeah and it's not brought up that there is a scene there are scenes with Shalorin and Kieran in the yeah. first book mm-hmm. and it's not brought up until yeah now but I, yeah it makes sense cuz Kieran and Shalorin haven't actually seen each other but I'm glad they brought back the chicken thing. Yeah, yeah. So some very uh, some nice levity in these. Cha- I guess we say this every chapter is like always a good balance of like those like funny little moments of like you come out of you know kind of Talon facing her past and her mimicness uh, and like you know kind of going through it a bit with Gallon and then you go over to like Shalorna Cone and it's like ah you were just like a chicken idiot. <laughs> Speaking of Galen, it's so funny that Valkaroth is like, I'm going to show you this traumatic yes! memory I had. And Galen, Galen is like, that's it? That's all you got? <laughs> and like, immediately I grew up with Darzan, yeah. you moron. Yeah. And I, oh, I had a... Okay. Let me see if I can say this in the correct way. So, that memory... Do you think that that was a Sarek memory or a Relos Var memory? Because so there's like a there's like a thing you know one of the bad boys who's peeing on him says like oh your mom can't uh-huh. help you now and then there's like a footnote about how their mother was like famous or powerful or something. Um, I wonder if like Volcara seems to be kind of confused about like who is who. 
edge. You would think that he like he was like, oh brother, I will give you brother memories. So do you, I wonder if that's like uh, uh, a a bar memory because it like apparently everybody loved Sarek. So like I don't know if people would pee on him, but I could definitely see people peeing on Relisvar. Everyone loves Sarek when he's an adult. Yeah, this is yeah. this is Academy yeah. era yeah. Sarek that probably got privileged because of his mom and with other boys, not men. But yeah, I was like, I was thinking, it was like, oh, if like, you know, Volkaroth sees Galen as Kieran's brother, maybe he would give uh, Galen oh, like, like Sarek's brother's memories or something. I think that would be a good... I, I think that's totally fitting within the psychology. I think it might be beyond his powers to give memories that he doesn't have in the first person. Because he spent the entire time recreating things from his own past. Yeah. Including Um, uh, whatever the off-screen, the thruple, like, drinks like the the hazing juice. Yeah. Whatever that makes you throw up. Yeah. Horrible. Fermented worms is not a sentence, not not a phrase I want to hear ever again. Yeah, the, the, I remember there's a shot called, I don't remember what was in it, but it's called Cement Mixer. Oh, yeah, it's like lime juice and Baileys. <sighs> and usually you give it to someone if you want them to throw up. Just just give them Ipecac, man. Like, don't make it taste bad. <laughs> I guess I'm, I guess I'm the modern guillotine person. It's like, well, there are more humane ways to make something sound <laughs> what did you think of the Galen Lirlin scenes? I actually really liked it. I thought it was good. What do you think of like Lirlin how she is in these chapters? It makes sense that Galen is sympathetic because they've both been forced to do a lot of stuff that they didn't want to at the hands of basically the same person. Like Pedron and Darson yeah. are basically yeah. the same. I don't love the poem. I think it's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good wow. fantasy writing just uh, does not translate into good fantasy poetry. I mean, he did write them when he was like 12. I can tell. Um, <laughs> it kind of killed the chapter for me. Where Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just like... Like, and it makes her cry, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, a life lived deep in hell. It's like, I, mm, it's true, but it being true doesn't make it any less melodramatic. I'm sorry. I didn't really think think about it too much. I don't, poetry is hard. I don't mean to shit on trying and trying to write poetry. I just, it didn't didn't work for me, personally. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like those two together. Like, I think that is sort of a a scene that we wouldn't ever have gotten otherwise. Like, those two don't really have a reason to hang out with each other. And so, and I like that, uh, you know, Galen could come at it from this. Yeah, like, like you're saying, Joss, like, like no, no, we, we both were, like, horribly, horribly abused mm-hmm. by two people cut from the same cloth and, like horrible things have happened to you and you got through them like you're a survivor mm-hmm. well but and that being said i don't know if galen would like say this to himself in the same way but um you can see like the shalorn influence 
coming for through. for sure. But uh, you know, I I've really enjoyed like Talon's growth in this book and like the kind of awakening of Lyrilin. Um, is an interesting wrinkle to that. Yeah, having like the the multiple personalities thing is overused um, in fantasy, I think, uh, and I think it often people are better about it now it it was kind of kind of problematic the way it got used a lot so i think this is a good antidote to that where it's like no 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 there there really are multiple people in her head like can you imagine how hard that is yeah so i do i respect that like struggle the way that uh john lines portrayed it do you guys remember so lyrilin would have hated darzen why did she go work for him was she not in control of herself? Uh, so, okay, so what was it? So, Lyrlin, so book one. Yeah. So Lyrlin worked for... Okay, so Lyrlin worked for Pedrone. She mm-hmm. was, like, his procurer. And then... I don't... I'm, again, what, what the fuck happened during the year? I really was, wish I knew. I really, I really hope she goes back. Um, but anyway, so Pedrone goes down. I guess she stays with the family because she's a slave. Um, Like, he, like... Oh, yeah, they had, like, the whole thing where, like, he faux-married her, and she was Kieran's mother. I don't know. Right, so it all makes sense what she did when she was just one person. But once she got soul-swapped into a mimic. Love that I say these sentences, BT dubs. Like, why would she go back? Was she still gauged? Does it... I thought... I I thought it was implied... I don't think she was still gauged. I thought it was implied that... When she soul swapped into a mimic, like the stone of shackles, normally soul swapping is traumatic, and it was extra traumatic okay. for Lyrlin, and that she sort of went completely insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's only and just kind of coming back to herself now. Nowhere else to go, so she went back to. The place that she knew. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because I guess if Lyrilyn were completely in control, she she went back. She she immediately went back to where her lover was, which is Karen's mom. So I don't know why she didn't like ask for help or like let everybody know it was up. But yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, I that makes sense. What that. Josh, you said, yeah, yeah. She was just so crazy that she had like lost all of her own previous morals yeah yeah because like they talk about Lyrilyn and Serja kind of asserting control over the hive mind Mm -hmm. or whatever the inverse of a hive mind is it's multiple people in one mind not multiple yeah I'm still gonna use hive mind that's as close as I can get yeah parliament of self (laughs) <laughs> yeah a word i can still never spell harley ammon <laughs> have to know canadian have to know yeah but yeah this was a you know kind of a nice little lull chapter i don't know i i enjoyed these chapters i thought it was like fun cute character stuff but yeah like we really didn't uh we we advanced some people's personal plots we got calendra did quite a lot calendra mm-hmm. like went, like, to Zarias and under the water, and we learned about, like, the Brack Brotherhood and this, like, underwater city. Um, 
with uh, the the Atlante, I think the fish people. Yeah. Um, so we got a, like some fun world building there. Why are there fish people? That was what I was <laughs> just gonna ask. Are they Vormir the, the, the descendants? Vormir, okay. Right? Yeah. Because well, the other option is there was a god king who was super into sharks. Probably Fish. both. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I we like got some, some fun extra tidbits there, um, and like the and then we we're also like caught up time wise. Like, okay, Thane is dead. Calendra knows it. It's not good. Right, and at least she has context oh. for why she feels cut off now. Yeah. It happens right at the end of these chapters, but I do love that moment with Cone and Janelle finally reconciling. It's very cute. Where Cone's, like, apologizing and crying, and Janelle, like, without even saying a word, like, hugs him and says, you don't have to apologize. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. The band is back together. Good stuff. I have uh, much else here, honestly. No, pretty short, pretty uh the the calm yeah. before the storm, as I think we're like solidly into the last third of the book now. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the future of the Black Brotherhood is gonna be Ooh. considering Yeah. I know. There's a bit of a power vacuum. I guess if Terraith wanted to take over he probably could. Terraith or Kalindra. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like so much of the Black Brotherhood is this, like, psychic control, mm-hmm. like, for the angels. Uh, I mean, the other the other problem with the Black Brotherhood is they're assassins who who have one advantage over everybody else, and it's that they won't die. Yeah. And I don't think anybody can replace that, so, yeah, that's you know. Yeah, kind of rough. Yeah, but they're also super good at killing. Yeah. They're super good, they're... but you don't get, fin- like... The the actual assassins are probably gonna keep up with their. I mean, like recruitment's gonna they, be down. They're gonna be doing sure. it, but like all the people who help them, like I'll yes, I'll get your clothes. Yes, I'll get your dinner. What do you want? Like we'll cook you anything. Those people might fuck off into the sun because like yeah. if you're not worshiping a god, why are you helping people who don't care about you? Yeah, because you have nowhere else to go. Yeah, some of them might stay, but I feel like some of them might be like, or I could make food for people who pay me. Question mark. Or I could get into knitting. Yeah, you know. Or painting, like Butterbelly. Butterbelly. I wonder if he was in the okay. Black Brotherhood. Found found painting more soothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, Josh, what are you reading? Um, I'm in the final throes of. The the Archive Undying by Emma Miko Candon. It's funny with science fiction, like if it was dragons and magic spells and like stuff like that used to explain it, I would totally like not be confused, but because it's like AI transhumanism, like you know the like the the boundaries between what like what it means to be human, uh, I I feel like I get confused more, but the lead and his boyfriend are so cute in it. That it's <laughs> like oh well, and it's just sort of like a what if your god was a big AI computer mech 
And then what if a military industrial complex wanted to hack that now corrupted AI computer mech to make weapons and you as a former monk to that AI god or was like, I don't fucking like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that. And then like what I thought was like a groundhog day of the main character, Sunai, repeating days was actually that when the people that lived under the AI were connected to the AI, when they all became corrupted, uh, it also corrupts the humans. And most of them turn into, like, feral, half-tech, half human monsters but Sunai basically lost the ability to die so he those those groundhog day moments was him dying and then him healing and it's really it's really really good and then i'm also reading um the traitor which is uh the last book in Anthony Ryan's newest trilogy. First book was The Pariah. Second book was... Oh, the second book was The Martyr. And now this is The Traitor. And Alwyn Scribe is the main character. And he went from being, like, a lowly thief to uh, a soldier to, uh, like, sort of, like, devout and the the main female lead is like uh very devout and she died and Alwyn used sort of magic they're not supposed to to bring her back and i'm pretty sure she's insane cuz the last book ended with them killing a main like head of the church who was conspiring against them and then they immediately fucked, like, covered in the blood of the person Yay! that they killed. I'm like, yeah, that's, a, that's a great closing part to this book. And this next book is gonna be interesting. <laughs> and so far, it is. I'm pretty sure she's insane and things are not gonna go Yay! well. But it's 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 a great series. Uh, and I recommend it. Alright. Christina, what are you reading? <laughs> um, I am... So I just finished another Murderbot book, which everybody should read Murderbot. Um, very, very side of the times type of character. Uh, but That's now I'm reading... Martha Wells. Yeah, Martha Wells. And now I'm reading a book by, I think his name's Francesco Dimitri, uh, which is called The Book of Hidden Things. Uh, he's an Italian author, uh, and it's basically about four friends who meet up have met up every year for 22 years at this one restaurant and then one guy doesn't show up which is i think a good premise like it doesn't it, yeah. it doesn't always have to be complicated but then it obviously gets complicated because there's like southern italy and the mob and affairs and poverty versus wealthy lawyers and yeah that's pretty cool uh, steph what are you reading Oh, I've done so good, you guys. I finally finished Empire of Eggwiles. It was very Ooh. good. Uh, I greatly enjoyed it. I will definitely read the sequel, but it's very... Well, I, yeah, I don't think the sequel's out yet. 
Um, so now I gotta catch up on some other stuff. Um, I did start reading Paladin's Hope. Uh, Yay! Because, yeah. The, 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 the State of Steel books are always just like delicious little palate cleansers. They really are. Just like people are making googly eyes at each other. But also <laughs> there's like murders to solve. It's great. Um, and then, yeah, I need to look at my, my review list, actually, because I feel like I'm, like, now that I'm, like, more, a little more settled in, in this new job, I'm like, okay, like, I need to I need to go back, look at, look at what I wanted to read, and, uh, and get down to it. So, I'm excited to pick up some new books. Nice. All right. Well, um, Josh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, on Twitch, on Blue Sky, on Threads. On Tumblr at four or five wits. I'm on all. I'm on all the sites except Facebook. Don't look for me there. <laughs> um, yeah, geeklink.com/slash/reading stuff. Ah, God, what even is social media anymore? It's all terrible. But I'm there at Steph O'Kingston. Yeah. You can find me at Christina M. Ladd or Christina Ladd or some variation. Um, I'm not on social media much, but GeekLink slash reading, good place to find reviews. So, Oh, you can also find me on Street Fighter 6. <laughs> it's the hottest yeah, re- new social media. You, you can find me yeah. in my basement playing Tears of the Kingdom, which is arriving today. And I'm very excited for it. Ooh, Yay. yes. Steph has been holding out. Um, yeah, I'm excited time. to hear what you think. And you can't find me. I dare you. But don't do it. But don't, yeah, no, seriously. You won't wait anything for doing it. Yeah. Other than perhaps uh, the police. Yeah. No one likes this. All right. All right. This episode is over, as was foretold. <laughs> Books. <laughs> Books. Books. Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. You can now find us on Blue Sky at No Page Unturned. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and our cover art is by Mango You Art. 